You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This episode, Larry King and the Pretzel Rods. As we pulled up to the curb, I told Corey to slow down just a little bit because I wanted to look out my passenger window at the tiny little brick ranch house in front of me. As soon as I laid eyes on it, all these memories started flooding back. See, earlier this afternoon, Corey and I had decided that we were going to go in and around the Cleveland area and look at all the houses that our grandparents grew up in or spent time in or that we spent time in. I mean, even though most of our grandparents have passed on and most of them didn't live in these houses, it was a way for us to pay homage to our past and connect with them in a way. And now it was my turn and I'm staring out the window and I'm in Euclid, Ohio, just east of Cleveland, and I'm looking at my grandma Lynn's house. Her name was Marilyn Fitzgerald. Before she married my grandfather, Joe Califato, and Marilyn Fitzgerald, Grandma Lynn, was a very fiercely independent woman. She was that way before she married my grandfather, and she was that way after they got a divorce, which wasn't very common at the time. And they got divorced very early on. In fact, I don't remember them ever being married. That's how long ago it was. And so she never remarried after that. But it was her passion for ideas and travel and discovery and curiosity and art and history and literature and the big things, right? The big ideas, her pursuit of that and interest in that was enough to sustain her, make her feel not alone and connected to something bigger. And she shared that passion with me. She'd, she shared that when she would take me to the art museum and the natural history museum. And I loved going over her house on the weekends because we would just be immersed in that. And you'd go into this little house and it was very quaint and she was very frugal, but that's all she needed. She didn't need much. You'd go into this little garage. It was connected to a small utility room with washer and dryer. And then there was this tiny little kitchen, kitchen table. And then you'd go into the living room and it had an essence of smoke because she smoked all the time. She didn't smoke anymore when I was growing up because she got emphysema because she smoked so much. And she had a little breathing thing that she called a puffer. And that kind of kept her alive for many years. And you'd go into the living room and you would see all the paintings on the wall and you would see stacks of books about art and history and politics. And if you go down the hallway, there'd be three tiny bedrooms, two of which my father and my uncle used to sleep in when they were growing up, but they were empty now and one tiny bathroom. And that's, that's all there was a very simple existence. And when I would go over there on the weekends, I would stay in one of the rooms, my, the room, my father grew up in his bedroom. And I remember one night I fell asleep just like a normal evening. And I woke up at two o'clock in the morning. And I remember that because the big red alarm clock said 2 a.m. And I don't know what jarred me, but I could hear, it sounded like old time radio kind of coming down the hallway. And when I walked out of the bedroom, I looked down the hallway to where the kitchen was and I saw this glow of light. And I slowly walked down there. And when I looked into the kitchen, I just saw my grandmother just standing there like it was the middle of the day. And she's making a grilled cheese sandwich. See her flipping the grilled cheese up in the air. And I didn't want to scare her, so I whispered, hey, Grandma. And she turned around and she goes, oh, Aaron, you can't sleep? I said, no. I, I, I said, but what are you doing up? 
I had to be like seven or eight years old. I'd never seen anybody up past like 10 p.m. I said, what are you doing up? She goes, oh, I always stay up this late. She goes, they call me a night owl. And she said, you know, when you're older, you can stay up this late too. It's the best thing in the world because all the best ideas happen late at night. And you can think about them and discuss them and you feel like you're changing the world. And she said, you want to stay up with me? I said, yes. So I kind of walked into the kitchen with my little footy pajamas and she said, you hungry? I said, yeah, yeah, I can eat. And so I sit down on this little kitchen table. She cuts me half a grilled cheese and she gets, and she said, you know, what really goes good with grilled cheese. I said, what? And she brings over this giant jar of pretzel rods. I mean, these things had to be like seven feet tall. It felt like, and, and I remember her hand, her hand and her finger sort of just plucking the pretzel rod out of the jar and she handed it to me and I was starving and I, I'm just licking the thick layer of salt off the pretzel rod and crunching it. And I'm sitting with my grandmother eating pretzel rods and grilled cheese. And she brings me a ginger ale. We're just sitting there. And that radio sound I heard is the radio. It's this giant radio on her kitchen table with the, the bunny ears. And I hear this guy in the radio and I hear him say something like, you know, John and Perth Amboy, you're on. And I said, who is that? She goes, this is a guy named Larry King. So who's Larry King? She goes, he's a great interviewer. And she goes, he has guests on his show and they have long, hour-long conversations that go on and on about all kinds of things. I said, really? She goes, yeah, they have scientists on and artists and politicians and thinkers. And he does this every week and it's the best in the world. She goes, I listen every night over and over again. And so there I am sitting with my grandmother, listening to Larry King. And I'm hearing this dialogue and my grandmother starts talking about this thing called the Socratic dialogue, but you know, Socrates. And she says that Larry King embodies the Socratic dialogue, the idea that conversation, deep conversation with another human being can literally elevate you and connect you closer to God. I'm like eight years old. She's telling me this stuff. And so we listen to Larry King and the program's over and she turns it off. She goes, Hey, I want to show you something. And she walks me into the living room and she puts in this cassette tape. She presses play. She goes, why don't you listen really closely? And I'm going to say to you what came out on the cassette tape. This very interesting voice said, never before in our history have all these forces been so united against one candidate as they stand today. They are unanimous in their hate for me and I welcome their hatred. I should like to have it said on my first administration that in it, the forces of selfishness and of lust for power met their match. I should like to have it said of my second administration that in it, these forces met their master. I said, Grandma, who is that? She goes, well, that's President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the greatest president of our time. And then she sent me to bed. And that moment, that evening, with Pretzel Rods and Larry King and FDR, I knew something had changed in me. And I went to bed with a whole new curiosity for a world that was in front of me in my life. And that was thanks to her. And I kind of came out of my fog and memory and I'm back in the car at the beginning of the story and I'm sitting next to Corey and she goes, you ready to go? And I sort of looked out the window one last time. I said, yeah, I'm real. I'm ready. I'm ready. And we moved forward down the street and she said, you hungry? I said, yeah, I am actually. She goes, where do you want to stop? I said, you know what? 
why don't we stop at a grocery store? Because I just have a real taste for pretzel rods. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed this week's story. I just wanted to take a couple of seconds to tell you how important it is to me and how committed I am to making sure that 7-Minute Stories is an authentic space where you and I connect through the art of storytelling without any dependency on ads or advertisements or anything like that. That we make this thing an 100% listener-supported podcast. And you can be a huge part of making that possible by going to 7MinuteStoriesPod.com. That's the number 7, MinuteStoriesPod.com. And when you're there, click the Merch tab on the website and buy yourself an awesome t-shirt or an amazing hoodie. And I know we're going to keep adding more stuff to that merchandise page, so keep checking back with it. I appreciate you all, and I'll talk to you next week.